0: With the advent of dating apps that sit on your phone and give you access to hundreds of thousands of singles in your area, there has never been an easier time to meet people than today. Then why does it all feel so bad? The answer is that all good qualities come with bad qualities. And if 21st century dating is marked by easy access, the downside is that we've had to come up with an entirely new vocabulary to describe all the things that could go wrong. In today's Love You podcast, I'm going to share a few modern dating Vocabulary words to help you make sense of this ever expanding number of ways in which men can disappoint you. Stick around. I'm Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Keep listening to learn about love bombing future faking zombieing and ghosting when we're done i'll let you know how you could apply to love you to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe heard and understood so to be clear just about all of these things that we're going to be describing today have been happening forever these are not new phenomenon we just didn't give them specific names until like five years ago and I'm, as i'm gonna point out in this podcast giving something a label can be productive. It has the potential to be productive because it helps us identify specific patterns of behavior. We all know what we're talking about. But as you'll see, sometimes giving labels can be destructive as well because people are prone to misdiagnosing situations without having all the information. So let's begin today with perhaps the most common 21st century uh, dating term, ghosting. Ghosting, uh, by definition, and again, I'm not sure if this is a Webster's (laughs) definition, is the practice of ending a personal relationship with someone by suddenly uh, and without explanation withdrawing from all communication. In the past, ghosting would have just been called breaking up. But I think this is a more useful term because it implies that it was done in the most tactless way possible. But I also want to make an important distinction between ghosting when dating and ghosting when in a relationship. Because there's a huge difference between the two that often gets elided when we're talking about ghosting. There's an obvious and qualitative difference between a guy who doesn't call you after a first or second date because he's just not feeling it and what we would appropriately call ghosting. The former is just called dating. And while it would be nice to think that everyone will announce that he's no longer interested while pursuing a relationship with you it's just it's not realistic, right? It's if we could wave a magic wand over the world and make people act the way we want them to want. Sure. But realistically, men who have very little investment in you are not going to do that. And chances are, if we're being honest, your way of signaling your distant interest in men is also to just stop returning his texts rather than to formally tell him that you're not interested. So I wouldn't call this ghosting. I call it the slow fade. To call this ghosting actually minimizes the pain of real ghosting. So now I've done entire episodes of this Love You podcast on the subject of ghosting. You can go look them up and I'm not going to do that again. But I will say this, if you're in a committed relationship with someone where you're having sex and you're calling each other boyfriend, girlfriend, and his methodology to break up with you is ghosting, like actually disappearing on you. You are so much better off without him, so much better off. As Maya Angelou said, when people show you who they are, believe them. Doesn't matter how much you liked him, doesn't matter how great the chemistry is, doesn't matter whether you talked about a future, the kind of person who could disappear thinks that's a viable choice is low character, low integrity, awful communicator there's no defense. You don't want to be married to someone like that, no matter how much you think you do. Now, let's talk about the next word in our expanding vocabulary. It's called zombieing, another clever term to describe something that has been happening forever. Now, zombieing is when someone goes to you, but then decides to come back into your life as if nothing happened. Now, in saying that this is normal, Right. It's normal because it's common. It's not normal because it's acceptable. The person who engages in zombieing is basically betting that you're so attracted to him, so lonely and have so little self-esteem that he could do essentially the worst possible thing. And you're just going to forgive him for (laughs) ghosting and coming back without even mentioning what he did. So the problem here is that these guys are often right. Far too often women let selfish assholes disappear and come back as if nothing happened, thereby thereby normalizing atrocious behavior. So the only answer to the zombie guy isn't what happened or promise me you won't do this again. It's blocking him on your phone, removing him from social media so he could terrorize some other poor woman who doesn't have healthy boundaries. People are selfish, meaning they are self-interested. They're going to do what's right for them. And they're always going to try to see what they can get away with. If you let a guy get away with ghosting and coming back and not apologizing, you can't be terribly surprised if he does the exact same thing again. Kill the zombie. Next, future faking is when a person lies or promises something about your possible future in order to get what they want in the present. Now, future faking is a real thing. The problem with this is twofold. It's nearly impossible to tell until after the fact whether a guy was a narcissist who was lying in order to manipulate you or an emotionally unavailable guy who fell hard for you sincerely but later realized he made a mistake. The behaviors are almost indistinguishable. So let's call attention to a simple but often overlooked fact when it comes to dating. The early phases of dating are all a performance. Men learn the rules for what women want and are adept at giving it to you. You reward guys who are the best performers. I personally may not be the best looking guy in the world, but after going out with a few hundred women for over a decade, I had a pretty good idea of what women wanted, which enabled me to get more dates and in turn get laid more often. Again, that's not the bragging thing. That's the I'm admitting this thing. So I don't share my share this to make myself look good. I share this because it's an important distinction. If the nice guys who really do want to fall in love, get married, have families and build happy, healthy, respectful, monogamous relationships also have the ability and the desire to get laid sometimes, it's pretty hard to tell the difference between the good guys and the bad ones, which is something you've probably already seen for yourself. So think of it a little bit like job hunting. You're never going to get a job by telling your interviewer that you hated your last company, that you have no work ethic, and that you see this job as a stepping stone to something greater, maybe after a year. No, if you're going to get the job, you have to give the right answers to get that job. And that's what experienced men do on dates. Yes, I want to fall in love. Yes, I want to get married. Yes, I think you're beautiful. Yes, I think we have chemistry. And by the way, doesn't mean he's lying about any of those things. That's important. He's not lying. He's telling the truth. Sincere guys can say that and also not want to commit to you. Liars can say this and not want to commit to you. And this is why I have a course called Love You and I spend an entire month I got five weeks of material on the dating process so you could fine tune your radar to figure out which guys are for real and which guys are future fakers. The problem is that you can't tell this from the first few dates. And in turn, you should probably move a little bit slower before hopping into bed with someone or deciding he's your boyfriend or getting too excited about him. That's probably the best remedy to avoid future fakers. Next, this is a perfect segue to our next term, which is called love bombing. And love bombing means, by definition, showing a person excessive affection and attention as a way of manipulating them in a relationship. Like future faking, the implication is that the love bomber is doing this intentionally and maliciously to cast you under his spell, only to later reveal himself to be abusive or narcissistic. I have a client who had a man taken down his profile right after the first date, writing her poetry every night, even naming his new boat after her after about three weeks. Turns out, three weeks later, we learned that he was domineering and controlling and the relationship ended up blowing up relatively quickly. Now stories like this abound. And yet still, I think love bombing is a word that's thrown around way too much. And I understand why. Women are deathly afraid of getting involved with one of these guys. So when you start to see behavior like this, this level of excitement little hairs in the back of your neck start to stand up because that's a sign of love Love bombing. The issue is that there are far too many false positives to really assume that this is love bombing. I have women in my Love You, you group, I've got a Facebook group, hundreds of people, and they're often saying, I think I'm being love bombed. And what is the guy doing? He's calling every day. or He says he's really excited about you and wants to focus his energy on you after a few dates or he tells you overtly that he's falling for you newsflash this is exactly what men do when they really really like you i've done this with i don't know probably a few dozen women um, between the ages of 25 and 35 and while i'm not saying it's good behavior probably scared a few people away i was foolishly being authentic, being vulnerable, acting on my deepest impulses, not playing any games, putting it out there. So the point isn't that love bombing by manipulative narcissists is a made up idea, but rather a lot of what's called love bombing is just lonely, sincere men who have a crush and like you get a bit too excited too prematurely. So beware of throwing all these terms around as loosely as most people do, because in my experience, most people are not bad people. They're mostly just as confused as you are about how to know when someone is right. And these terms that we make up are just a way of trying to describe this confusion. So anyway, thank you for listening. Please share your favorite modern dating term below in the comments. And who knows? Maybe I'll do an episode on it. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you have everything except a man and you want to have a happy, healthy relationship, I can help you. In Love You, you will gain confidence, learn to trust your judgment, and find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click to watch my free video. When you're done, you could apply to Love You to join hundreds of other smart, strong, successful women in a coaching community where women like you actually get the love you deserve. I'll see you there.